Hello and welcome to the Presbyterian Church of the Covenants podcast recording for April 5th, 2020. It's Palm Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm excited you're with us. On behalf of the staff, and my name is Jason Warren Griffiths, I would like to say welcome. Um, I have a couple announcements for us, the first of them being Lenten Quiet Nights. We've been posting them on YouTube every Wednesday. Um, this is the last installment is coming this Wednesday. Make sure you find it on our YouTube channel or the link is will be on our website and our Facebook page. Also, we're going to be trying something new on Monday, Thursday. We're going to be live streaming a worship service, a short brief worship service and breaking bread together together. Um, and that will start at 7 p.m. And that, too, will be through our YouTube channel and uh, there will be links on our website and also on our Facebook page and uh, I hope you can join us and last but certainly not least would you please pause the recording uh, and go grab something to wave because in a few moments we're going to be opening with our uh, we'll, we'll do our call to worship and then our opening hymn and during our opening hymn I would love you to wave something and what that something can be is a piece of grass, uh, a piece of yarn, a towel, a hand towel, uh, a blanket, um, wave something in celebration of the fact that over 2,000 years ago, just a little over 2,000 years ago, our Savior rode into Jerusalem on a donkey. Our call to worship comes from Psalm 118, verses 19 through 29. Open for me the gates of the righteous. I will enter and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous may enter. I will give you thanks for you answered me. You have become my salvation. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. 
The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. The Lord has done this, this very day. Let us rejoice today and be glad. Lord, save us. Lord, grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord we bless you. The Lord is God, and he has made his light shine on us. With bows in our hands, join in the festival procession up to the up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will praise you. You are my God, and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let us worship the Lord. Good morning and thank you for joining me today. I am missing you all so much. I hope you enjoyed today's children's message titled, A Joyful Celebration. I don't know about you, but I really enjoy a great celebration. What are some things that we like to celebrate? Maybe a birthday, a holiday, or a sporting event? And how? How do we come together and celebrate these things? One way is by making a lot of noise. Others celebrate by waving flags, and even more so, 
people celebrate by shouting and cheering. So this morning, let's have a celebration. Let's celebrate that we are here today to worship and praise Jesus. So if you have something nearby, like a piece of paper, maybe two remotes, or your mouse on the mouse pad, and on the count of three, we're going to get ready and we are going to make some noise. You ready? Here we go. Hip, hip, hooray. Hip, hip, hooray. Hip, hip, hooray. Wow, that was great. And I think this is a good day for us to celebrate Jesus because today is a very special day. Today is Palm Sunday. It is a day when we remember how people celebrated when Jesus entered into Jerusalem on a Sunday, nonetheless, some 2,000 years ago. I know you've probably heard the story before, but I'm going to share with you again. So Jesus was walking with his disciples towards Jerusalem. And as they came near to the city, Jesus told two of disciples to go on ahead to town. He told them that they would see a young donkey tied, and that had never been ridden before. And he asked them, untie the donkey and bring it to me. If anyone asks what you are doing, just tell them, the Lord needs it, and he will send it back soon. The disciples did what Jesus told them to do, and it happened just as he had told them. They found the young donkey, untied it, and started to walk away. But some men were standing nearby, and they said to these disciples, Where are you taking that young donkey? They told them what Jesus had said, and the men let them take the donkey. The disciples brought the young donkey to Jesus, and they put their coats on it to make a soft place for Jesus to sit. And as they made their way into the sound, into the city of Jerusalem, people went ahead of Jesus shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And others followed behind, and they were also shouting, Hosanna to the son of David! Hosanna in the highest! All the while, people lined the streets cheering and waving palm branches. It was a wonderful celebration, but it was a bit noisy. Do you think Jesus liked all that noise? I do. And the Bible says this, This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Just as those people celebrated 2,000 years ago, we have come here today to celebrate Jesus. And what better way to do that than on Palm Sunday? Pray with me. Father, we celebrate today just as those people celebrated in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago. This is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. When we pass through deep waters or go through times of fiery trial, the Lord our God is with us. With confidence in God, our Creator and Redeemer, let us confess our sin. Merciful God, in your gracious presence, we confess our sin and the sin of the world. Although Christ is among us as our peace, We are people divided against ourselves as we cling to the value of a broken world. The profit and pleasures we pursue lay waste the land and pollute the seas. The fears and jealousies we harbor set neighbor against neighbor and nation against nation. We abuse your good gifts of imagination and freedom, of intellect and reason, and have turned them into bands of oppression. Lord, have mercy upon us. Heal 
and forgive us. Set us free to serve you in the world as agents of your reconciling love in Jesus Christ. Amen. Hear the good news. Hope does not disappoint us, for God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit given to us in baptism. Believe this good news and give thanks. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Our text for this morning comes from Matthew chapter 21, verses 1 through 11. When they had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this, The Lord needs them and he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, and on a colt, the fowl of a donkey. 
The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them, and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the, on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and that followed were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil, asking, Who is this? The crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the first section of the scripture we just read, we see Jesus sending two disciples ahead to pick up a colt and a donkey. Now, I've heard hundreds of sermons on this text, and I've preached on it several times. And for some strange reason, my attention has never been drawn to the fact that he brings a colt and a donkey into the city in the triumphal entry. Bizarre. It's interesting. All the paintings and all the pictures that I have in my mind, he's riding on a donkey. Not riding on a donkey and a colt. What's that about? What? Why? Why is there a donkey and a colt? It's because the stage has been set. The stage for Palm Sunday was actually set a couple hundred years before the occurrence of Palm Sunday. We read in Zechariah 9, 9, Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the fowl of a donkey. So as we, as we enter into this text for this morning, we first realize this was all planned. This was all in God's design. And then we round the corner and he comes in and there's people throwing palms and or waving palms and then laying them on the ground and then lying their cloaks on the ground. And I've preached sermons about how they they only have probably one cloak. You know, they're not people of means. And I've also preached sermons about how this is interesting because the crowd is is cheering and joyful. But this same crowd, by the end of the week, they're going to cry, crucify him, crucify him. But what struck me this time as I've studied preparing for today's sermon was Jesus' arrival into Jerusalem was almost almost as good as he deserved. Almost. Like it was supposed to be every day of his life. I remember the old, there's a, there's a story out there, I don't know if it's true or not, but there's a, a, an old, an older gentleman who's recently retired and he works at a Walmart and he's being managed by a young college-aged student. And he shows up every day late, late for work. 
His shift starts at 9. He shows up at 9.30. He strolls in. He makes himself coffee. And then he gets to work. The manager pulls him aside and says, this place doesn't run like wherever you're coming from. We we start your shift at 9. You show up at 9. You don't make yourself coffee. You get straight to work. Where did you used to work? And how did they used to treat you? Showing up late. And the older gentleman says, well, I would show up at 9.30. My assistant, my assistant would bring me a cup of coffee with one cream in it. And they would say, Admiral, here's what's on your agenda today. I feel if the people at Palm Sunday, at the arrival of the Savior of the world, knew who was entering into that city, they wouldn't stop with their palms or their cloaks. They would, they would lay their lives down. They would lay everything they have down. And then we get to the part of the text where the people are crying, Hosanna, Hosanna, which means save or save us or save now, rescue us. Now, this is almost the right thing to be saying. This is almost the right thing to be crying. Turns out it is the right thing to be crying, but they are crying it out. They're crying out, Hosanna, calling for a different saving than what Jesus is here for. They mean, Hosanna, Hosanna, save us now. Save us from the tyranny. Save us from the oppression. Save us from the suffering. They, they mean it on a surface level. We might even cry out right now, Lord, save us from the coronavirus. Save us from our loneliness. And we're almost crying out the right thing. But not quite. Because Jesus, while coming to save us from the tyranny, from the oppression, and from the suffering, ultimately, on Palm Sunday, he's, he's going into Jerusalem not to save us from these surfacey things, but... He's going in to save us all from ourselves, from our sin, from our deaths. And then the passage ends. Who is this guy? Everybody is asking, who is this guy that everybody's crying out, save us, save us. And they're all lying down their palms and they're laying down their cloaks. Who's this pomp and circumstance for what what's going on here it says in the text that it's quaking the 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 city is quaking the city is shaking the city is alive with intrigue and the crowd answers he's he's the prophet he's the prophet jesus he's the small town boy from nazareth and they almost get his identity right. Is Jesus a prophet? No. He's more than a prophet. 
He is who the prophets spoke of. Jesus is fully God. Jesus is the Word made flesh. Jesus is the King of kings, Lord of lords. Is he the small town boy? Is he from Nazareth of Galilee? Well, yes. But the bigger picture is he's the Son of God. He's God's one and only Son sent by the Father into this world to rescue us, to save us, to redeem us, to justify us, to bring us into light, to bring us into life. He was going into Jerusalem to save you and I. They almost had it right. They almost treated him like he was supposed to be treated every day of his life. They almost were crying out the right, the right thing and saying, save us, save us, but not seeing the big picture. They weren't saying, save Jason, save Maisie, save Jim Clark, save Randy Spear, save Marsha, save Marcy, save Elsie. Which Jesus was doing. They almost got his identity right and saying, he's a prophet. He's of God. He's speaking the words of God. He's from the small town, so he's just like us. But yes, he is like us, and he is from that small town, but he's not like us in that he is the son of God. He is God's one and only child. How do we apply this Palm Sunday while we're sitting alone listening to this message how do we how do we apply this we get it right i've been saying over and over they almost got it right first application get it right worship jesus this palm sunday if you get it right This day, 2,000 years ago, proclaims Jesus is fully God. Jesus is fully man. He can meet you and I right here, right now. Jesus can meet us. And he can save us from our current circumstances, our coronavirus epidemic or pandemic, our loneliness, our need for community and he can raise us up but more importantly he can save us from ourselves he can save us from our sinful ways he can save us from death he can set us free so that we might live this week Be reminded of Jesus Christ and lay all at his feet. One specific way that we can lay it all at Jesus' feet is through tithes and offerings. And before I call for this morning's tithes and offerings, I'd like to give us an update. I was told on March 30th where they did a count of all that's come into the church and it was over $9,000. 
We have a lot to be grateful for, and this is just a a piece, a, a sliver of how God provides when we ask. Um, once again, if you want to mail your tithes and offerings into the church, the post office box is twenty one twenty eight. Costa Mesa, California, zip code 92628. Now, this morning's tithes and offerings are now received. Jesus loves you, the 
Psalm 40 is a favorite of mine, and it starts off, I cried out to the Lord, and the Lord inclined to me and heard my prayer. And I always have liked that image of someone inclining, because you think of a person who may be speaking softly, or a child, or someone, and if you really, really want to hear them, you bend down cup your hand behind your ear, and listen as hard as you can so that you will hear every word. And to have the image of God listening to our prayers like that is such a beautiful image. So as we come to this time of prayer, know that God listens to every word we say and hears every unspoken word Knowing that God has inclined to us, let us pray. Loving God, as we approach Holy Week, we come recalling the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Lead us daily to the garden of prayer that we may empty ourselves and learn your will for us. Renew our faith and love. Our period of Lent is almost over. When we met on Ash Wednesday, we had no idea what our lives would be like today. But wherever we are and however we observe this holy day, we celebrate Jesus' entry into Jerusalem, where he was proclaimed Messiah and King. On this Palm Sunday, as we enter into your presence, Hear our voices as we sing your praise. Compassionate God, we thank you for your presence with us. Just as our Lord looked at the city and wept, we too feel saddened at the world around us. At this time, there is so much pain and suffering, and we are so grateful that you hear our cries, and we know that we do not walk alone. As we hear the daily reports of the numbers of new diagnoses of COVID-19 and the number of deaths rises, we realize that each number represents a person and that person's family. We hear of people who have the symptoms but can't get diagnosed because tests are not available. We have learned that there are those who have the disease but without symptoms, so they can be spreading it to others. And in addition to the health concerns, there are those who have lost their jobs and are concerned about paying for rent and food and other necessities. And so we pray for all who are affected in this in any way. We pray for all of us. 
We pray that the earth, nations, states, and neighborhoods may be freed from this global uncertainty. We pray for all who determine how to best keep us safe, for those working tirelessly to find treatments or vaccines. We pray that you give them great knowledge, insight, and wisdom to accomplish their tasks. We pray for the many who have this disease or are assumed to have it. We pray for healing of body, mind, and spirit. We pray for Leanne and Kevin as they heal, and for Dominic and for other names that we carry in our hearts. We pray for the caregivers and all of the first responders who give so much every day. We give thanks for store clerks, restaurant takeout staff, custodians, and other essentials who serve the community and put themselves at risk. Put your hand of protection around them. We pray that sufficient quantities of gloves, masks, ventilators, etc. may be available for all who need them. We give thanks for the many community people who have reached out to solve problems and to give of their time, treasures, and talents. And we pray, too, for those who are dealing with cancer and other serious illnesses. We pray for Sylvia Smith and Amy's dad, Okan, who are not able to have the support that they normally would. Give to each as you know of their needs. In all these things, as we remember that Christ took upon himself the sins of the world, we pray that we may be aware of the suffering and burdens of our brothers and sisters and do unto them as Christ would have done. Eternal God, your kingdom has broken into our troubled world through the life death, and resurrection of your Son. Help us to hear your word and obey it, that we may become instruments of your saving love through Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Once again, thanks for joining us. And once again, Remember, I miss you like crazy. Please reach out to one another. Please be texting, be calling. If you have a directory, a PCC directory, call some of our older congregants. Let them know you're praying for them. Let them know you're thinking of them. Remember, you are loved by the Heavenly Father with no limits. And now, receive this morning's benediction. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you.
And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen.